the great Northwest. This is Portland's Afternoon News. On your first choice for live local news. FM News 101. Good afternoon. It's so nice to have you along for the ride. I'm Lucinda Kay. I'm Cooper Banks. We continue 10 minutes of nonstop news at 403. It is 61 degrees. And I'm Brett Recamp watching that drive for you. A little heavy northbound I-5 on your way up to the interstate. A good half an hour there. Plus, we have a crash northeast. We'll talk about it at 407. He was a first-year medical student when he agreed to donate his sperm at OHSU. 30 years later, he learns he's fathered at least 17 children. KXL's Mike Turner has the story from a Portland press conference. Dr. Bryce Cleary donated his sperm back in 1989 when he says he was solicited to donate that sperm for research and for women wanting to conceive children. There was supposed to be only five women outside of the local area that received the sperm. The genetic material was distributed locally in an incredibly irresponsible manner. Large number of children were produced and many of the samples were used in the local area. This has put those children and my own natural born children at unacceptable risk. Now thanks to Ancestry.com, Cleary said he's met three of the 17 offspring, including 25-year-old Allison Alley of Vancouver. And we all have grown up in somewhat of a close proximity and have interacted in different manners, gone to the same schools, lived in the same towns. OHSU says it cannot comment on the case because of patient privacy concerns. Mike Turner, FM News 101. Two lost hikers are located near Mount Hood. KXL's John Eric Smith with details. A tweet from the Clackamas County Sheriff's Office says both hikers have been found safe. They went missing on the Paradise Park Trail in a rural area near Rhododendron. Anna and Suki Jung were part of a larger six-person group that went hiking yesterday. The group noticed the two were missing when everyone returned to their cars at the end of the day. John Eric Smith, FM News 101. Firefighters made quick work of a serious situation before it became disastrous. Cassandra Olven with Tualatin Valley Fire and Rescue says crews responded to an apartment fire in Wilsonville about 10.30 this morning. She says, thankfully, they kept that fire to just one unit. Could have been much more. There's a shared attic space, so multiple different apartment units have that same attic space. So the fact that firefighters were able to quickly extinguish that and keep it contained to that one area above one apartment was really, really good. No one was injured in the fire, and investigators are working to figure out a cause. 405 now, Lucinda, Oregon is number one in the nation for drug use and abuse. KXL's Jacob Dean has the not-so-good news. Maybe this explains a few things. The latest number from the National Survey on Drug Use and Health are out now. Oregon ranks number one in the country for marijuana use, number one in the country for pain reliever abuse, number two in the nation for meth use, number four in the nation for alcohol use disorder. Oregon also comes in at number four for cocaine use, 21st for heroin. Governor Kate Brown declared a public health emergency over drug and alcohol abuse last year and asked a group of experts to come up with an action plan by the end of this year. But now, Willamette Week is reporting, Brown may not act on that plan for a while because she's also asking for recommendations on addressing homelessness and wants to tackle both issues together. Jacob Dean, FM News 101. It's been an extremely deadly year on Portland's roads. KXL's Rosemary Reynolds looks at the numbers and what's being done to try and bring them down. 43 people have died so far this year in traffic collisions, 34 for all of last year. 47% of traffic-related arrests were alcohol-related. Sergeant John Holbrook with the Traffic Division says 600,000 drivers travel through Portland proper every day. Close to 3 million 
drive through and beyond. His message, don't get distracted. Probably the most dangerous thing any one of us is going to do today is drive to work, drive to get a hamburger for lunch. And it just takes a blink of an eye for me to make a little mistake and the other driver to make a little mistake. And pretty soon those little mistakes have met in the middle of the roadway. From a police standpoint, Vision Zero has a goal of no traffic deaths. We may never reach that, but we have to try. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. A recruiting win in Corvallis from the KXL Sports Desk. Here's Peter Sampson. The Oregon State Beavers got a commitment from three-star wide receiver Silas Bolden out of Rancho Cucamonga High School in California. Bolden's the younger brother of former Beavers receiver Victor Bolden Jr. and announced his commitment last night. Silas Bolden picked the Beavs over offers from Hawaii, San Jose State, and others. And the New England Patriots plan to place veteran kicker Steven Gustkowski on injured reserve, and the club had a handful of kickers in for workouts today. Gustkowski has been the team's kicker since 2006, and he's missed four extra points in the team's 4-0 start. He's also been 7-8 of on field goal attempts. Sports at 15 and 45, I'm Peter Sampson. FM News 101. Time for the five things you need to know today. First, a display of forgiveness as a former Dallas police officer is sentenced for killing her upstairs neighbor. I don't know if this is possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? You hear the victim's brother speaking there. The judge says yes, and the man embraces Amber Geiger while she openly sobs into his shoulder. On Tuesday, a jury convicted Geiger in the murder of Botham Jean, an immigrant from the Caribbean island nation of St. Lucia. Today, the judge sentenced Geiger to 10 years in prison. Seven people are dead in the wake of a plane crash in Connecticut. A World War II-era B-17 bomber went down shortly after takeoff today. This plane took off from Bradley International Airport about five minutes into the flight. They realized quickly it was losing altitude. They tried to circle round, and the plane crashed. It crashed into a uh, maintenance building and de-icing facility, and there was a civilian in that facility at the time of the crash. There were 13 people on board. That's WFSB-TV reporter Patricia Del Rio. The NTSB is now beginning their crash investigation. There are new questions now raised about Democrats' impeachment inquiry into President Trump. Specifically, when did Democrats actually know about the whistleblower's complaint and... The Democrats lie about when they knew. An aide to the House Intelligence Committee confirms the whistleblower first approached the panel for guidance on how to file a complaint. It's a big story. The president says the revelation suggests Chairman Adam Schiff was aware of the substance of the whistleblower's complaint before it was filed. It's a scandal that he knew before. I go a step further. I think he probably helped write it. The committee says its staff appropriately advised the whistleblower to contact the inspector general and get a lawyer. Democrats insist they never saw the complaint before last week. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, the White House. And the whistleblower's lawyer issued a statement as well, denying these claims. Meanwhile, despite his pushback, the president says he will cooperate with congressional Democrats. House investigators are setting up two key interviews with former Trump diplomats, and they've issued a subpoena demanding all White House and Trump administration documents related to the Ukraine scandal. And Democratic presidential candidate Bernie Sanders undergoes heart surgery. Doctors at a hospital in 
in Las Vegas say Sanders had a blocked artery. The Sanders campaign is saying very little. For the moment, the campaign is on hold. All events have been canceled until further notice. This all began last night when Sanders told aides he was experiencing discomfort in his chest. He is said to be doing, according to his wife, really well. CBS News correspondent Steve Futterman there. And those are the five things you need to know today. Hard. Spin class is tough with a tough instructor. But you know what's easy? Taking the exact vitamins and supplements that are just right for you. So don't take someone else's vitamins. You don't need to. Because there's GNC for you. Personalized daily packs filled with the industry's best vitamins and supplements delivered to your door each month. And it all starts with a simple quiz. Look, the journey may be hard, but this part, it's easy. Go to GNCforyou.com. Take the free quiz. 426 Now Money News. Renewed worries about the economy possibly slowing pressured U.S. stocks today. The Dow Jones Industrial slid 494 points. The Nasdaq Composite dropped 123, and the S&P 500 fell 52. Third quarter sales at Detroit's big three automakers proved to be something of a mixed bag. On the plus side, GM's total sales rose 6.3% year over year, led by big gains in Buicks and GMC trucks and utility vehicles. But Ford's vehicle sales declined 4.9% and Fiat Chrysler's were flat. Ford's shares today slid 3.25%, while stock of GM, where a strike is now in its 17th day, dropped 4%. I'm Jim Chesko with Your Money Now on FM News 101. It is now 427. Goldberg and Jones. Divorce for men. Call 1-800-DIVORCE. It is traffic and weather on the 7th. From the Mercedes-Benz of Wilsonville Traffic Center, it's Brett Recamp. Okay, here we go, everybody. Northbound I-5, still pretty heavy if you're headed up to Vancouver. First, we'll get you from the Fremont Bridge up to the interstate, where it's about 31 minutes. And on the other side of the river, still watching a crash right near SR-500. Okay, so listener John first letting us know about that. Several cars involved moved off to the side, enough to slow everyone down. Pretty big time, right from the bridge itself, past SR-500, or excuse me, SR-14, Mill Plane and Fourth Plane, and up to SR-500, where that crash is on I-5 northbound. All right, inbound on the sunset. We'll look at the west side now. 217 up to the Vista Ridge Tunnel on 26 East. About 20 minutes, so we're pretty slow that direction. 217 South kind of jammed up at Walker. Down around Stafford Road, I see some traffic starting to build. It's about a seven-minute delay now around toward Westland on I-205 at northbound. Still about a half an hour from Sunnyside up to the airport, I-205 north. And looking at a couple crashes, one southeast 148th and Mill Street in Portland. And we have another one in Beaverton, Southwest Gordonite Drive and Murray. Your next update comes your way within 10 minutes. Stay connected with traffic on the 7s, mornings and afternoons only on FM News 101 KXL. Gresham Subaru, go big at Gresham Subaru with 152-point inspections and 72 a month, 100,000-mile powertrain warranties on all certified pre-owned Subarus. Let's check that forecast with KGW's Matt Safino. Showers increasing after midnight tonight, the overnight low 50. On Thursday, showers and thunderstorms possible, high of 62. Showers end Friday night, we've got a dry, warm weekend. I'm Matt Safino for FM News 101. Tigard, Vancouver, and Portland, you are 61 degrees. 10 minutes of nonstop news starts in 60 seconds. Do you know if your home qualifies for an open-door offer in Portland? 
Join hundreds of thousands of people who've gotten their offer from Open Door and find out if your house qualifies today. One day I saw an ad for Open Door. It was pretty unique because it was like, we'll get you an offer within 24 hours. So the offer came back and I was like, really? That's a pretty fair market value for what we would be looking to list our house. Then each step got easier. We didn't have to deal with the traditional route of selling a home, the inconvenience of showing our home, the not knowing was taken out of it. Exactly. That's because Open Door is the easy and convenient way to sell your house and get